bedroom fun recording in the bedroom 2022 edition this is kid midas i'm here in john's room with john we're sitting right beside each other we're both leaning over at 45 degrees at 45 degree angle so we can both talk into the microphone hey hi yeah i love this when david is in town it's not at all uncomfortable when we're right hip to hip yeah no it's good it's, it's like an aerosmith when um steven tyler the singer and joe perry the guitarist not familiar like joe perry will like lean it you know a lot of um oh yeah, yeah. rock bands when the guitarist yeah, wants yeah. to like sing like loving in an elevator so the guitarist leans in and they both get on the same mic yeah yeah it's covered in scarves you yeah. know like scarves and bend bobbles and bangles and stuff like that bangles bangles a great band you know they probably do that too walk like an egyptian of course one of the hits by the bangles uh um group i guess from la yeah and then there's the cincinnati here we go bingles that some people refer but i don't know if they're the bengals or the bingles are the bangles? But I but I hear people pronounce it bangles. No, it's bangles. No, I know how it's spelled, but when they say it, oh. they say bangles. Are bangles the most popular group to have a name that is an anagram of an NFL franchise? Hmm. Because that's a true one-to-one anagram, right? It's not about sharing letters in the same letter bank. The bangles and the bengals. It's it's the exact same letters. It's a it's a pure anagram. That's got to be top ten bands whose name is an anagram of an NFL franchise. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're the you're the spelling guy. I wasn't going to do this, but I have to tell you this joke. Okay. My brother assumed he said he said I know you're. I just saw my brother for Thanksgiving, so of course, as an older brother, it's my job to drive him to the brink of madness with my hilarious jokes. And I have this wonderful joke, and I'm going to tell it now, but I want to say before I say this joke that on the drive to the airport this morning, my brother said, I know you're going to tell that stupid joke on your dumb (laughs) podcast. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not that desperate for content or approval, but it turns out I am. Listen to this, guys. This is a joke I made up in in real, like, this is a spur of the moment joke, and it's really something. If you guys like pun, you're in for a big treat. Um. There's a famous cemetery in, um, I know my brother's turning off the podcast right now. There's a famous cemetery in Hollywood. It's called Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And a lot of famous movie stars and directors and entertainment legends are buried there, including uh, Cecil B. DeMille and Johnny Ramone and um, Burt Reynolds. So there's a lot of um, celebrities there. There's also... Interestingly, a population of feral cats who live in the cemetery, and sometimes people surreptitiously leave cat food for these wild cats. I was talking to Beckett's dad about this because we were we were discussing a visit to the cemetery. We were talking about the fact that it's filled with celebrities, and we were talking about the fact that it was filled with these feral cats, and I said, isn't it a shame that even in death, these celebrities cannot escape the paw parazzi? Because cats have paws. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. So anyway, on the way to the airport, my brother was like, I just know you're going to talk about your dumb... Because yeah. all Thanksgiving weekend, I was bludgeoning my brother and his family with this dumb joke. Did Beckett's dad laugh? 
Yeah, he was very impressed. Oh, okay. He was like, "You're you're the genius. You're, right. you're the genius. I always knew you were." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all weekend I would be like, "Did you guys see that push alert?" And my brother would be like, "What? No, what happened?" I'd be like, "Yeah, it turns out there's this cemetery in Hollywood," <laughs> and my brother would get so happy with me. Anyway, that's just the yeah. holiday spirit. That's holiday fun. That's Thanksgiving fun. Paul Parazzi. Paul Parazzi, right? Because mm-hmm. cats have paws and like yeah. paparazzi. You get it. Yeah. Paparazzi is the I Italian it. name for the people who take photographs of celebrities. No, I right. got it. Okay. It was like the the uh, Yolant joke. Oh, right. The Beckett's dad told. Yeah. Do you want to tell? No. Listen, no, that's, it's, that's terrible. Terrible. it's okay. terrible. The name of the podcast is Election Pro- Profit Makers. <clears throat> And what we do is we talk about winning and losing money on current events and political outcomes. And my name's Dave, and I'm here with JoJo. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of a slow news week, so we're probably just going to keep it a little bit loosey-goosey this week. Not much happened. Everyone was enjoying the Thanksgiving holidays. Yeah. We know that Kanye West had dinner with a no- notorious white supremacist and also Nick Fuentes. That was good. That's a good joke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, that's great. We know that Elon Musk is, um, continuing to innovate and, um, do many exciting things with Twitter. Yep. And, um, has anyone ever been more publicly and utterly red pilled in 30 days than Elon Musk? No. What happened? I, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's that simple. Really? Yeah. It just, uh, as we were talking earlier, he just get gets all this attention and, and he it's just a feedback loop for him now. Right. He's desperate for approval. The audience that's giving him the best feedback is a right-wing incel adjacent audience, I think we can say. I also think it's more than that. I think you have to have some sort of crises in your life mm. where you are reaching out or you have nobody else. You're lonely. Right. Um and clearly he's gone through this divorce and he is the richest man in the world, which right. in some ways might be kind of isolating. And he's the boss of everyone. And he has a bunch of kids that he's estranged from, right? right. Multiple kids. Right. Does he have like 10 kids? He's uh, a lot of kids, right? I don't know. But yeah, but, but several right. of them, at least he is estranged from. So right. yeah, I think he's going through a little bit of um, a tough time. It, he He may not be aware of that, but- he could probably never admit to himself that he's going through a tough time. Right. 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 But I mean, you can just see by the way he acts yeah. on Twitter. He's not doing well. He he tw- he tweeted this morning a picture of his bedside table. Yeah. What's on his bedside table? A gun. Okay. Cool. Two two guns. Laser guns from space? No. Uh, oh. I think one was just a uh, like a historical gun, an antique gun. Oh, and, okay. And the other one just looked like a you know a fancy revolver i don't know anything about guns he tweeted picture yeah 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 of so it was on his bedside table he tweeted a picture of his bedside table and there were guns on it Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of a red flag yeah he is he's he's crying out for help yeah crying for help and for attention where is it oh this is i'm looking at twitter this is amazing okay Oh my God, this guy's such a dork. He's tweeted so much. Oh my God. He's really tweeting through it, isn't he? He's really going to tweet through it. Oh, here it is. It was eight hours ago. My bedside table. What do we have here? Four cans of Diet Coke. Is that Diet Coke? It's like gold. Caffeine-free Diet Coke. 
A bottle of water. Okay, I'm into that part of it. I know you hate that. Oh, yep. there's a gun. Is that a real gun? It looks like a space gun. Yeah, I don't know what kind of bullets those are. Okay. So soda pop and guns on the bedside table. That looks like a nice environment. <laughs> I would love for that to be the first thing I see yeah. when I wake up. It's a, I actually can, can relate to it. Yeah, because you, you, you give everyone a shake of your Burger King drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah John's Burger got a King, Burger King sipper. But no guns. No guns. No, no, no guns. I would love to want anything in life as much as Elon Musk wants people to think he's cool. Can you imagine the intensity of that desire? Like that's the type of stuff that Keats would write poems about, you know, like the thing is every time he does this, I mean, all the, (laughs) all the replies are just people, you know, doing photoshops of, right. Yeah. Just dunking on him. Just no, it's not all dunking. It's also people loving him. But it's half dunking. Yeah, but you just ignore those and say that's the woke mob and that's why we have to make free speech again so the woke mob will be shouted down by all the true patriots who love Elon Musk and his bedside table of sodi pop and and firearms. Mm -hmm. You know, I read an article this weekend, John, and it made me a little bit sad that I think you're right. I think Twitter is not going to fall apart. I think he's going to get away with it being a good place. I mean, not a good place, but like, (laughs) (laughs) it's good. It's going to limp on. Yeah, it'll limp on. I don't know if he's going to solve Twitter's problems, right? but I don't know if he's going to make them significantly worse. Well, it's like, it's, this is a betting pod. I'm sorry. This is an investing podcast. Right. Let's make an investment <clears throat> with each other. Are you willing to invest $20 that Twitter will be offline by next spring, by spring of 2023? Finished? Just down. For? For 48 hours. There'll be a 48 hour. <laughs> between now and spring. I guarantee that will not happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I've had a couple of hiccups here and there recently. I don't know if it's related to him or not, but it's not going to go down. It's not going to go down for 48 hours. Okay. And nobody's significant. Uh, I saw someone the other day said, what are the chances that Joe Biden never tweets again and leaves Twitter? I would say the chance of that is 0%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's negative a million percent. That's never, wow. never, never going to happen. Right. Uh, only David Reese is leaving. Am I the only one who left? Yeah. I wish you'd come a, a, back. A lone, because now- a lone hero among a nation of cowards. Yeah. That's truly incredible. I was the only brave soul, one might say the only brave heart, who, who left Twitter to and, stick it to Elon Musk to show him that actions, yes, indeed, have consequences. Yeah, yeah, and they have for me because I have to handle all of your correspondence now. If you want to reach me, you can find me in the Hall of Heroes, for that's where I reside, along with Odin and um, Grendel, the little man from um, The Hobbit, or the um, the fellow, or who's no, Grendel, the Grendel's little guy the with monster. the ring. Who says me pretty me my little pretty ring? I live in a I live in a sewer. Come be my friend. Grendel through through. Oh, that's from Beowulf. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm thinking. I thought that was from the Grindel, Lord of the Rings. Grendel was the Ooh. one who was throwing apples. He like humiliated Unferth by throwing apples. And mm. do you remember fronting? No, I've never read Beowulf. I have no okay. interest in fronting. Fronting was uh, Beowulf's or no uh, Unferth's sword. If I remember correctly, his and, sword was a character. No, his sword just had a name. Oh, this like is Excalibur. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so our friend Andrew, 
and and I were obsessed with the name Hrunting. Hrunting? It, yeah, Hrunting. Okay. okay. H-R-U-N-T-I-N-G. Okay. So Andrew worked in student health at UNC and they ha- he had access. Yeah, my mom. That, he worked for my mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't doing know data backup. Okay. So he had access my to- My mom got him that job. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. This is great. My mom was the was the systems analyst for a student health service. Okay. Well, I didn't know she got. How do you think? I don't think Andrew got that the overnight job where he had to back yeah, everything. Yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. That was my job. Okay. And when I left to go back to college, in Ohio. Okay. Andrew took over. Okay. Well, while Andrew was there. Right. Working for my mom. Working for your mom. Right. In the job that you used to have. Right. Overnight yeah. at UNC Health. Yep. He had, Backing up databases to analog tape or whatever it that's was. That's right, right. But he was doing other things. He had access to the student health IDs that could imprint, oh, you know, like, you know, like credit, yeah, credit yeah, card yeah, yeah. imprinting. We to, yeah, we make little fake IDs and stuff. Did so, he make one? Oh, he decided to put his driver's license into the machine and write fronting over his official <sighs> North Carolina driver's license over his face or, or right under his, his face. So like it punched out the it embossed the letters. Yes, yes. Did it work? Yeah, it worked great. And he showed it to me, and it was hilarious. And then he got pulled over one night, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "What's this?" Uh huh. And he said, uh, "It's a joke about Beowulf's it's, sword. It's um, unearthed sword in the epic tale Beowulf." Uh huh. And, and what? And, and the, what did the cops say? They thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah they understood. Yeah, yeah. Right. no, the guy threatened to. He, he was like, "Oh, I, no, I get it. I have a master's in anthropology and <laughs> specialize in ancient." Uh, yeah. So that's Andrew's story to tell, but he's not here, so okay. I figured I'd mention it. Pretty good story. Pretty loose episode. Okay, so we were talking about Elon Musk. Is there anything else to say? Why did we start talking about him? Because of his bedside table? Because he drinks soda pops and shoots guns? Yeah. I was surprised that he was drinking caffeine-free Diet Coke. I think he's... I drink Diet Coke. Right. I mean, not as much as I used to, but I don't drink Coke because it has sugar in it. I drink Diet Coke. Okay. Because it has caffeine in it. Okay. So why would you... I I don't know. I'm sure Elon Musk is getting energy from sources other than caffeine such that he's... It's okay for him to drink caffeine-free soda pop. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. okay? All right. Drugs. I'm talking about drugs. I think Elon Musk snorts drugs. But if you were snorting drugs, it doesn't seem like caffeine would be an issue. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe Maybe he gets a headache from caffeine. Maybe caffeine gives him a headache. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But cocaine doesn't. Well, cocaine, I don't think it's cocaine. I bet it's just like amphetamine. It's, I bet he's a, I bet if I had to guess, <clears throat> if Elon Musk put a gun to my head and said, what do you think is my, my deal? What's wrong with me? I'd say, well, I think one thing that's exacerbating your deal is I have a feeling you're, um, abusing, ab- is abusing, stimulants. A, a, yeah. abusing stimulants. That is a problem for a lot of people on the internet. You think so? Yeah. But the internet itself is the ultimate stimulant. I know. I know. But you can just, you can see it. You can see when people are having a a little bit of a delusional experience. Well, it's interesting because some Twitter threads, you can look at somebody, it also depends on time of day, but some Twitter thread, some Twitter threads, you can look at me like, oh, this person's a little bit drunk right now. Yeah. Like they're getting so nostalgic and. Right. And, and, and hyperbolic and listing all their favorite bands and songs and being like, you got to listen to this song. It's like, okay, buddy, you're drunk. And then other people, you, when they go on a tear, it's like, oh, you're 
you're on drugs right now yeah. because you're going nuts and you're replying to everybody yeah. and you feel like you're on top. You feel, you think you're a Colossus astride yeah, the world yeah. no, and no. all you're doing is like showing your ass. Yeah. So hardcore, right? Yeah. My bedside table. Check out my bedside table. Yeah. You think you're hardcore? <laughs> Show me your bedside table. Did you see all the drink rings on there? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, man. Yeah. It's like, Buy yourself a coaster. You can afford it. You're the richest man in the world. You could have a really nice coaster, solid gold trivet for your soda cans. But you know what? The other thing is, um, I thought the whole thing was that he sleeps at Twitter and doesn't have a bed. So what's this bedside table bullshit? Well, it might be his bedside table at at Twitter. Under the conference, he's sleeping under a conference table. He he might have a bedside table under the conference table. Corporate bedroom suite. A little corporate bedroom suite. All right. Maybe. Do you think everyone is allowed to bring guns into Twitter or is that just like his prerogative? I don't know if that was in Twitter or not. Oh, right. I don't okay. know. I it, right. It's, yeah, it's unclear. What if you made everyone at Twitter start open carrying? That would be a great idea. Front page article in the New York Times today. After the results of the midterms, Democrats are no longer worried about Joe Biden running in 2024. They said he can do whatever he wants. He's the king. He runs this town. No one's ever done what he did in the midterms. So who cares? 80 years old, 90 years old, 1,000 years old, doesn't matter. Whatever he's got on his bedside table, he needs to keep snorting it because he's the stuff of magic. I agree. I agree. I mean, the, the bench is is extremely weak. Is it, though? Is it really that weak? Um, Let's take a look Eric at Eric our... Swalwell. Yeah, man, Swalwell. Um, Beto. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beto's... <laughs> Kamala. Poor Poor Beto. He did a better job than we could. It's have done always tough in Texas. for vice presidents yeah. to run. Yeah. And so, yeah, there isn't anyone that, ex- you know, that I have real competent. Gavin Newsom, maybe. We're looking right now at my 2024 Democratic presidential nomination market on predicted. I have 100 shares Joe Biden. Yes. Those are up seven cents. I have, a, I have 120 shares Gavin Newsom, but those are down from 20 to 13. And then I have 100 shares, yes, Kamala Harris. Those are down 7 cents from 18 to 11 cents. Yeah. Those are my positions. Bringing up the rest of the field, we have John's hero, Pete Buttigieg, the great communicator who John thinks can solve any problem just because he goes on Fox News and serves looks. No, He's at 9 cents. No, not that he goes on Fox News. He's He's just a great speaker. And then we got J.B. Pritzker, 2 cents. Who's that? No idea. Sherrod Brent now. It's going to be Joe Biden, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's fine. Yeah. The meetup this Wednesday. Yeah. Steel Steel String String Brewery, Brewery. Carborough, North Carolina, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll be hanging out and drinking some nice beer and just shooting the breeze and talking. Right? I think that's all we're going to do. Yeah. I'm worried about the weather. The weather's... Well, don't mention that because then no one will come. They have indoor seating. It'll be fine. But They might even have umbrellas or something. Yeah, they got good ventilation. It's a big, it's a big space. Right. It's good. So we we'll hope to see you at the meetup, Carborough, North Carolina, Steel String Brewery, this Wednesday, six to eight p.m. If you show up and you don't know what we look like, John and I are both kind of tall. Uh, we both have some gray in our hair. I have a little more gray than John does, um, and I have a little mustache. And John will probably be wearing his glasses, mm, or I, maybe not. No. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, yeah. You can just come up to us and say, hey, we're big fans of your podcast and we love your joke about the Paul Parazzi. Yeah, you'll probably be wearing your knit hat. I'll be wearing my knit hat because I always love to wear a, a knit hat. Yeah, just look for David. Uh, and uh, don't look for me on Twitter because you won't find me. 
because I'm not on Twitter because I'm um, one of those brave individuals who left Twitter to strike a new path. So do we want to talk about Georgia? What about it? Big movement on on Predict It. Really? Yeah, yeah. What happened? I mean, it's gone uh, from like 76 cents to 84 cents. For Warnock. For Warnock. So I would not be buying in at these prices. No? Uh, no. Well, let me ask you. So I have, let, let me open up my Georgia market here. I still think Warnock is the favorite. It's just, it's, it's kind of expensive. I have point. 200 shares in Warnock and I paid an average of 73 cents. Now it's at 83 cents. Yeah. You got in for cheaper than I did. So good for you. So should I hold on to these or get out? Like, no, we're going. We're taking all, all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cause early voting has started, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. Big, big numbers, early voting, lots of long lines. Again, it doesn't, tell us anything because right. early voting just cannibalizes your election day voting. So right. we'll still still need to see. But you're feeling good about this Georgia Senate runoff? Yeah. You think Warnock's going to pull it off? Well, I mean, he pulled it off the first time. He just didn't get 50%. Right. So, yeah. All right. And I just don't think there's much incentive for them. But I shouldn't buy more shares at 84? No. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe on a, on a, you know, on election day, on election night, when the returns come in, mm-hmm. if they don't look great at first, there'll be a dip in the market dip. and then I'll buy in and then I'll ride it to a hundred. Yeah. All right. Well, John, as long as we're keeping it loosey goosey, why don't you tell us about this spectacular UNC football and basketball games that happened on the same day this weekend? Well, NC State came to town to play UNC in football and, uh, pretty much kicked UNC's butt for the entire game. But Carolina came back and was able to force overtime on a last second touchdown throw. Really? Yeah. It was very exciting. That is exciting. Uh, And we went to overtime and then we went to double overtime. And then we were in a situation where we were potentially about to head to triple overtime and our kicker missed a 35 yard field goal and uh, we lost. So, wow. Yeah, it was disappointing. And at the exact same time across the country in Portland, the number one UNC Tar Heel basketball team was playing and managed to lose that game. Uh, They blew an eight point lead in the last six minutes at the same time that we were losing this double overtime game. And uh, they ended up losing to Iowa State. But that doesn't, that was a preseason game, right? That's not a real no, game. No, no, that's a real game. The that's basketball a, season has started yeah, again? Basketball season has started. Then the basketball team. Oh, my team, God. Two nights later, yesterday, last uh-huh. night, the basketball team played Alabama in the consolation game, went to four overtimes. Are you serious? Yeah. Four overtimes. It's only the second time ever that two ranked teams have gone four overtimes. And the last time Carolina went into quadruple overtime was against Tulane in 1976. So it's pretty rare. That Wait, so who won the game after those four overtimes? Alabama won. UNC is 0-2? Yeah, yeah. You, no, no, they're not 0-2. They, they've okay. won their first games, but they, they're they like 4-2 and two now. So, and Saturday- they, so they dropped from number one to number 18 in the polls. Ah, and Duke is is ahead of UNC at 17, but Duke got throttled by Purdue. So that was a good thing. Okay. But the one good thing or the two good things that happened this weekend were the UNC women's teams. Okay. 
The UNC women's soccer team beat Notre Dame to head to the final four in the college cup, okay. beat them two to nothing. And then the UNC women's basketball team last night won the Phil Knight Invitational in Portland by beating none other than Iowa State after being down 17 points in the second half. They came back and won by nine. Oh, nice. Yeah. So all the right. women. Well, that was a good update. Yeah, all right. I'm doing this lot. We're doing all this live, so I didn't add in the music or anything, but just pretend you heard some music there. Okay. Oh, well, let me just do predictions for next week. So, oh, so sports? yeah, so Carolina is going to still play in the ACC championship game versus Clemson. And Clemson played South Carolina at home, lowly South Carolina, who actually had just knocked off number five, Tennessee, the week before. And South Carolina ended up beating Clemson. So both Clemson and North Carolina are coming into the ACC championship game off a loss, but Clemson should throttle Carolina. But my prediction is that will not happen. Carolina, really? Because it's just, you know, whatever's not supposed to happen seems to happen. So I, I'm predicting that Carolina will win in Charlotte and win its first ACC football championship since 1980. That's what you think is going to happen? UNC is going to win the ACC football yeah. tournament? Yeah, ACC tournament of football. What do yeah, you call yeah. it? The ACC, the ACC fo- championship. Game. ACC championship of yeah, football yeah, yeah. tournament. Yeah. Well, that's a great. Yeah, it'll be exciting if it happens. Wow. Okay. So, so that's my prediction. You, you know? heard it here first. Yeah. Is that a hot take? Or are most people not saying that? No, nobody's saying that. Really? Yeah. So this is good for us because yeah. you're saying what everyone else is afraid to say. Yeah. It's like me leaving Twitter. Most yeah. people are scared to do it, but I did it. Yep. Because I believe in myself and I know deep down inside that I'm worthy of love and respect. Yes. I don't seek the validation of strangers. No, you don't. Except on this podcast. So put all your money on Carolina next week. Really? Here we go. Now, remember, my gut I, is telling me that, that Clemson is going to destroy Carolina. So I'm just going against that. Okay, got so, it. Yeah. So, but uh, but I, I, for that reason, I really do think Carolina will win. I think the Boston Celtics will win the ACC tournament next weekend. That Because be nobody exciting. is saying that. No, they're the not. Celtics are going to come in and win. That'd be incredible. Well, what if that happened? <laughs> Let's really game it out. What if somehow the, what would it take for the Boston Celtics to win the ACC football championship? Well, first of all, they'd have to be in the game. Maybe not. Maybe there'd be some rule change. Oh, you know, so the game's like, played and then they just say. This is, isn't this what independent state legislature theory is or whatever uh, this yes, thing that's moving near to the yes, Supreme Court? Or it's that's like, it. Yeah, we don't like the results, so we're going to change the results. Yeah, Clemson wins the game. Right. And then they come out and to the, the ace- trophy ceremony and it's the Boston Celtics. And not even the current Boston right, Celtics. Yeah, yeah. It's like one from the 1980s. Yeah. They're not even a team anymore. Right. And, the, and Clemson's like so confused. Like, what is happening? And then the ACC commissioner says, yeah, we didn't like the results. So the boss, we're declaring the Boston Celtics are the ACC 2022 ACC football champs. Uh, and there's nothing in the constitution that says we can't do this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it'd be the same thing. Justice Alito will be standing up and applauding. Yes, this is so great. Please don't make fun of me though. Oh yeah. What was that whole thing? Let's talk Please about Please don't that. bully me. They, yeah, he they, was worried about the integrity of the court. No one gives the court any respect anymore. Oh, my God. Then he, was he leaking so, stuff to so, yeah, these of course, maniacs? Yeah, of course. I tell you, man, some of these people should be in a zoo. Yeah, I yeah. said it. <laughs> some of these people should just be in a zoo. Yeah. They should be eating hay in a zoo. Hay. While everyone mocks them. 
Mm-hmm. I said hay because that's like the most zoo food I can imagine. Is it? That seems yeah, like a farm. Zoo, they're not like eating zoo, hay. Everyone is eating hay. No, they're not. Gorillas are eating hay. Tigers no. are eating hay. Birds are. It's like the number one thing they feed animals at the zoo. No, that's on a farm. Oh, at a zoo, they're they're eating leafy things. Oh, salads. <laughs> salad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving on our Lucy Goosey uh, bedroom fun edition. We got um, a bunch of we got a bunch. I mean, overwhelmed people writing in with songs about numbers, songs not songs that mention numbers, but songs that are about numbers. I am compiling a spreadsheet of all the songs, and um, I think we might do a special Patreon episode. But my my thesis stands that given how interesting numbers are. It's really striking how few songs there are that take numbers as their topic. There are many songs about mysterious phenomena like love and friendship and sexual desire and shaking your booty on the dance floor. But when it Mm -hmm. comes to the topic of numbers, which predate all these other phenomena, I think, because numbers predate humans themselves, not many songs about numbers. And I wonder if it's because numbers just have a sort of ineffable quality. It's hard to... It's hard to use language to talk about numbers. At so there times. really weren't a lot because there were so many emails. Yeah, there was a lot of emails. 99% of them were about the Harry Nilsson song, One is the Loneliness Number. One is the Loneliness. One is the Lonely. lonely how do you say that word? Loneliest? Mm-hmm. One is the Loneliest Number. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, I think is how the song goes. Um, but I even that song, I'm not sure, is really about numbers. I think it's really about people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's it's tricky. Relationships. It's tricky. Yeah. I did find and I was, as I was unboxing some records of mine that I do have a Cat Stevens album called Numbers, hmm. which I think is a rock opera about the Pythagorean theorem. I don't think I've ever listened to this record. I think this is one of those records I bought for 52 cents back in 1997 at a thrift store. So when I once I hook up my turntable, I'm definitely going to listen to that Cat Stevens album because cat stevens wrote some interesting songs about different stuff he wrote a song about riding on a peace train mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting yeah although the great thing about cat stevens is <laughs> he always sounds so pissed off when you listen to cat stevens if any cat stevens fans are out there doesn't he always just sound annoyed as shit like even when he's singing about peace train which should be so such a lovely such a lovely sentiment. And you should be so excited and happy to jump aboard the peace train. It really sounds like a peace train is running like 20 minutes late and is fucking up his whole day. Cause he's like, I've been thinking lately, thinking about this damn peace train. Where's the peace train? Why can't we ride on the fucking peace train? Anyway, it's a little observation I have about cat Stevens. He always sounds a little bit <clears throat> anno- um, ticked off. Uh, breaking news on the Elon Musk front. Apple. Is that true? Yeah, Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter, Elon Musk writes. Do they hate free speech in America? (laughs) (laughs) This guy's the number one idiot. I love it. Then he follows up. Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe they're banning all apps that begin with the letter T. Yeah, that's it. Right? Wow. Yeah. This is what I would say there. The new Twitter motto could be Twitter. It's shitter with a T. Is that good? Not really. Nah, I'm going to cut that. (laughs) Twitter. Twitter and Apple. Oh, my God. You know what I say? Let them fight. Isn't that a meme sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a guy sits down with this big tub of popcorn. Yeah, let them fight. 
Let them fight. Anyway. Yeah. It's all silly. Memes. <laughs> you said it, John. <laughs> Boy, did you say it. Last week, I had mentioned that we were talking about a hypothetical situation in which a doctor decides to spend Thanksgiving on holiday in Tahiti such that the patient can't get their prescription filled. And I noticed that Tahiti and Thanksgiving share a letter bank, or rather that Tahiti borrows from Thanksgiving's letter bank. You can spell Tahiti with the letters of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I said, I wonder what the best country to go on holiday is um, that shares, that pulls from the letter bank of that holiday. Well, listener Jacob went above and beyond. Jacob wrote in and said, I did some calculations to find the best place to spend a holiday based on the bank of letters that they share. To find the best and worst countries, I took the number of letters that are shared between the country in a given holiday, and I divided it by the total number of unique letters in the combined word bank. This stopped countries like United States of America or Democratic Republic of Congo from boosting their way into the top by virtue of having nearly all the letters. I also excluded day from all of these holidays because that wasn't interesting since it boosted the same countries all the time. Here's a brief summary of some of the interesting findings that I have. Now he sent us a full spreadsheet. This is this is this takes me to the limits of my um, mental capacity. But f- thank you could spend Thanksgiving in Afghanistan. You can spell Afghanistan. Wait, no, you can't. Wait, what am I saying? There's no F in Thanksgiving. What am I looking at here? What the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is this thing, John? What I don't. You, I don't know. Maximum shared letters, minimum shared letters. Okay. Okay. You can spend St. Patrick's Day in Pakistan because Pakistan draws from the letter bank of St. Patrick's. All right. You could spend Slovenia on Val. No, you couldn't. There's no O in. What am I looking at? (laughs) What is this? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm too, I think I'm too dumb to understand what I'm looking at. This spreadsheet is incredible. Anyway, he says, Uh, Timor-Leste, which I guess is a country. Is that East Timor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. It had a great showing and was the best place to spend Memorial and Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. I see what's... Okay. Okay. I understand. What he has done is something slightly different than what I was discussing. Okay. Because this is... You combine every single country and every single holiday, and that becomes the letter bank. The sum total of all letters, of all letters, not exclusive, not shared. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. You yep. combine them to make letter banks. Okay. It's still impressive. It's still, I mean, it's still a hell of a spreadsheet. Um, right. Okay. New Year's Eve is also of note because if you spend the night ringing in the new year in Djibouti, you would have combined 15 letters in the letter bank, but you would have no shared letters between the two of them. Interesting. Right? New Year's Eve plus Djibouti gives you a total letter bank of 15 letters. And yet the country and the holiday share none of those letters. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, There's much to consider here. I need some time to go back to college so I can understand the work that Jacob has done. But thank you very much. Um, I can't believe I thought you could spend Thanksgiving in Afghanistan. But however, I see what's happening here. The... No, I still, nope, still don't understand it. Thank you, Jacob. This is good. I like stuff like this. This makes me realize there's still much to learn in this cockamamie world. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop. Fuck it. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. All right. You know? You know what? Yeah. Right? We can. And we've got a a meetup occurring. We've got a meetup that we need to prepare for. Yeah. So.
jokes for the meetup. We have to write a bunch of jokes for the meetup. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's end the episode. It's just a short post-holiday episode. Yeah. I hope everyone had a decent holiday or if they didn't, I hope they didn't have a horrible holiday. There you go. I feel the same way. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Election Profit Makers, an independent production. Support us on Patreon. Goodbye. Bye. This is Satchel with a secret uh, bird bird call uh, message. Um, around my house live some owls. I don't know what kind of owls they are, but at night when I'm painting in my studio, I often hear them calling back and forth from tree to tree around me. Tonight, they started calling and I hit record. <laughs>